I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Hello, hello, hello. That intro sounded extra special to me for some reason. It just sounded vibrant and alive. Maybe that's because I am feeling vibrant and alive. I hope you all are well. I am well. I am blessed. I think I'm feeling uh, vibrant and alive because... We've had some exciting things happening here at uh, Equipping the Saints Ministries. I had the honor of hosting a baptism at our headquarters. Um, I partnered with another ministry in the, not the immediate area because they did have to drive from a little distance to get here. Um, It was a pleasure trip for them, though. They said the scenery was beautiful, and they had never been to my neck of the woods before, so that was a blessing. But we partnered with uh, Rock of Salvation Church. Oh, and I forget the city that they uh, came from, but anyway, we partnered with them, and the pastor, Pastor Bassey, helped to baptize one of the ladies that's been involved with our prayer our women's prayer group um it was a beautiful a beautiful ceremony um the presence of the lord was notable and with us i mean i felt his spirit as we were sitting and talking and going through instruction biblical instruction about about baptism, the importance of baptism, not only with water, but also in the on the Holy Spirit, and just laying some foundational groundwork. I felt the Lord's presence just come into the room. And then it was even more beautiful because when I uh, we took pictures, um, her husband actually took pictures, and I didn't notice it until I was sending pictures to her, um, texting some pictures to her and posting some on our Facebook page, that there was this white image that was in the pictures. And when I looked at it, wasn't in all of them. It was in the beginning pictures, actually. 
And when I was looking at the pictures, I said, wow, it looks like there's four people in the in the pool. And I looked closer, and I thought, well, that's odd. That looks like the image of an angel, the shape of an angel reflecting inside the pool. So I looked at a couple more pictures, and it's like uh, the image began to fade uh and changed shape a little bit, and it ended up in some of the, a few pictures later, more over to the right side of the pool. But it caught my attention. I I had to check my glasses and look at it multiple times. But I said, you know, it sure looks like that. I sent it to the sister and asked her, did she see what I saw? And she said, yes, I I see it. So, you you know, I'm inviting you all to look at our Facebook page. If you go on our radio show page, you'll see the links to Equipping the Saints Ministries Facebook page, our YouTube page, our Orbeez page, and I do uh, the majority of my posting on my uh, pictures on my Facebook page. But I want you to go there. Go there and tell me what you think. I posted two sets of pictures, and I posted the second set because of what I realized, what I saw. Tell me what you think, okay? Um, Send us a comment on our radio show page. I do have a feature that was added some time ago now. uh, What else happened? Oh, yes, after that event which didn't finish until, oh, I'm not even sure what time. I believe it was after 5, after 5, probably even close to 6. Then I drove out to Virginia um, and participated in CFM, Christ Forgiveness Ministries, uh, event. They had an all-day event, and I wanted to go to the all-day event, but as I said, we had a baptism scheduled ourselves, so I couldn't do both. But uh, I went and I caught the tail end of their evening service, and they had a baptism service at the end of their evening service. And then they had a wonderful fellowship in one of the um, um, ministry um, persons' homes. And um, we sat by... Uh, what do you call that, like uh, an outdoor uh, fireplace. We sat by the fireplace, um, had beautiful patio uh, patio furniture, comfortable fat patio furniture. We just talked and interacted. They welcomed me uh, with open arms and greetings and asked me about myself. There was people from New York. There was people from various parts of, of Maryland and D.C., and it was just a wonderful time of fellowship. We ate, we laughed, we talked about the Lord. Um, It was just a tremendous blessing. I've been wanting to attend one of their functions for at least a year now. In July was a year. Last July we wanted to attend, but it conflicted with another engagement that I had. And so this year I said I was determined, I was determined to be able to go and just be around some saints, 
I wanted to be around some saints in person. And it was everything that I hoped it would be, just just like they are on Facebook is how they are in person. It was a tremendous, tremendous blessing. So I think that that really did something for my own spirit. You know, I am in this area minus my hubby now. And interestingly, the whole time that we were here, even together, um, we we did have associations. We did we have connected with various people in the community. You know, through Chris's basketball, through the ministry itself. But um, neither one of us developed close personal relations with people that we could truly say were. Uh, I don't want to sound uh, dismissive, but that were just truly close family and friends. Some of you know my story in that area, so um, I just I just wanted to be around the saints. I wanted to be around saints that were loving and receptive, and <laughs> you know, uh, just full of the full of the joy of the Lord. And that's what I achieved. Praise God. So, with that being said, let me tell you, tonight, what I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about making a stand, okay? I have several stories um, that I'm going to cover for you tonight. Um, The book of Ephesians tells us, and I didn't write the chapter and verse, but I want to say it's chapter 6. And I forget the exact verse, but it tells us, after having done all to stand, that we are to stand there for. And it goes on to say how we're to stand. Okay, And one of the ways that we're to stand is having our loins girt about with truth. So we're supposed to speak the truth. Okay, We're supposed to tell the truth. Um, make a stand for truth. Make a stand for righteousness. All right. So some of the stories that I'm going to share with you are examples of uh, some battles. One one of them in particular is a battle that has been won because of people, persons making a stand. Okay. The other two are battles that are in progress and depicting the need for people to continue to stand, all right? So get your beverage. It's been hot in various places. Where I'm at, it's been in the 90s the last couple of days, so tonight I am not sipping tea as I have been known to do. I have me a refreshing glass of water, My ice has melted, but it's still cold. Uh, So I'm drinking water, which I needed anyway. And um, where you are, it may not be hot. So get your beverage. You know, if you're drinking tea, that's cool with me. But get your beverage, put your feet up, join me. All right? I will be sharing stories from um, Liberty Christian Council. 
They are an organization, a Christian organization that I support and follow. I get emails from them um, letting me know some significant things that are going on in the nation. Okay? Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. people I'm back and I do have some stories for you I just sat there for a moment and closed my eyes because I listened to my hubby's voice and it just sounded so soothing to me it was so deep and sexy but it was peaceful and it brought a smile to my face and a and a little bit of sorrow but it's all good it's all good um that reminds me, um, and I didn't put it in my notes, that reminds me that we are going to be having a celebration um, this Saturday, as a matter of fact, uh, our second annual birthday celebration in honor of my hubby's um, life, you know, the the years that the Lord allowed him to be in the earth, um, for God blessing us with his presence, and um it's a combination of a celebration and a fundraiser because we are uh, doing what we can to keep his basketball legacy and ministry alive. And um, I've been passing out flyers in my neighborhood, and I need to put one on my Facebook page. Um, So if you're local and you wish to attend and support the event, You certainly can, and if you cannot even come, you can still donate. 
you can still donate to the event. Um, we are in the process of making a donation to one of his um, Air Force buddies who has a community basketball outreach type of uh, team. And we made a donation about a week ago to another um, organization that my husband was um, not directly but indirectly connected to. So, and we are working on um, recruiting our coach. We have a coach that has agreed to help us start a team, an actual youth team in uh, North Carolina in my daughter's neck of the woods. So we are doing some things in that area. Um, I will um, try to remember to post that information on the radio show page, but you can reach me at um, etsministriesinc at gmail.com. You can go to this show page and just donate that way as well, as long as you designate that it's for the basketball outreach, and I'll know to transfer it to that account, okay? Go to our show page. You can donate and designate that way. So here we go. Here we go before I run out of time. All right? This first article was from August 1 of this year, and it is from Liberty Council. Matt Staver is the... um, uh, how shall I say, founder? I believe he's the founder. I don't want to say that incorrectly. Let me see if I... Yes, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Let me just read some of this to you, okay? Liberty Council just filed a signed settlement of more than $10.3 million for health care workers who refused to take the COVID jabs because of their religious beliefs, okay? Uh, I was so excited when I saw this. It's hard for me not to commentate a little bit when I'm reading, sharing these stories, okay? But I was so excited when I saw this. If you've listened to me previously, you know, when the pandemic started, the Lord gave me specific insight uh, regarding a lot of the things that were going on. And one of the things he specifically told me to do was to warn people about uh, his people in particular, but warn people about the jabs and for me to draw the line, not to take it, okay? And I was so glad to see that there were health care workers that initially, you know, were on the front lines and putting their lives on the front lines and were working in the trenches. But then the government tried to mandate that those same health care workers take this experimental unapproved jab. I don't even like to call it an actual vaccine, personally. Um, with even then, there, even then, it it had not finished the 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 usual procedures for testing and approval. It was still in like phase one when it came out, I believe, and um, the government just got really nasty and tried to force healthcare workers to take it. They did 
like I did, a lot of them reviewed the research. I did that on the program here with, with you all. You can go back and find those shows if you're interested in them. I pulled the fact sheets from the manufacturers, and I reviewed the information that they provided and the potential adverse effects and what the products were made out of. And one of them, one of the major concerns for religious folk like myself, and I don't mean that in the um, structural sense of the word, I mean just having a religious belief, a strong-held religious belief, because Christianity is a relationship. It's not just religion, okay? But um, people like me had issues with the fact that the products were developed, some of them were actually developed using aborted fetal tissue, okay? In addition to the fact that the mRNA was controversial, okay, and uh, I'm getting off topic here, so let me get back. I'm, it's not off topic, but I'm feeling in a little bit too much, but I want to get back to the article. Um, employees started to speak up, and they said, no, there's dangers. There are dangers, there are concerns, and it has been confirmed since then, even though mainstream media is still not really broadcasting it. You have to you have to get the right sources. You have to plug into the right sources. I'm a, I'm a right source. There's other right sources and good sources that will tell you the truth, okay, and you can even look this up yourself on the VAERS reports um, regarding the adverse effects that many, many, many more people have had than any other vaccines. Uh, When I say vaccines, I mean even genuine vaccines that I'm aware of, okay? But anyway, employers that unlawfully forced their employees to get the COVID jabs just got a massive wake-up call. This is historic, first of its kind, class action settlement against a private employer that unlawfully denied religious exemption requests to COVID shots. Okay? So these people applied for exemptions, religious exemptions, based on their strong held religious beliefs, and these this employer across the board denied the religious exemptions. The lawsuit was settled. It was a nationwide class action lawsuit for healthcare workers um, that 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 basically they settled for 10.3 million the settlement was against north shore university health system in illinois and it was on behalf of more than 500 current and former health workers who were discriminated against and denied religious exemptions regarding the COVID shot mandate, okay? Um, it says 
they will pay ten million three hundred thirty-seven. Let's see, am I reading that right? Oh, sorry, wasn't paying attention to the break. <laughs> I'll be back. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. The New York Times reported that the benefits of eating a solid breakfast are hard to dispute. They cited emerging research that suggests another advantage to consistently eating breakfast is a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes. A study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition showed that people who skipped breakfast on a regular basis had a 21% higher risk of developing diabetes. We know that those who omit breakfast suffer setbacks in memory, mood, and energy levels. And eating the all-important first meal of the day is thought to stabilize blood sugar throughout the day. So choose a healthy and nutritious breakfast to start your day and to decrease your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free I am free Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be I'm Free on Toginet.com the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey there, I'm back. I'm back. We're back. And I am sharing a breaking story. At the time, it was a breaking story on August 8th. And of course, there's been about a week now. And I actually did get an update email uh, regarding this, but I did not print that. That update email is going to have a little bit more detail than what I'm giving you tonight, but this story still 
um, was the original breaking story, okay? So um, before the break, I was trying to give you the exact amount. Let's see. Uh, $10 million. How do you read this? Ten million three hundred thirty-seven. $500 million? Oh, how do you read that? 10, 337, 500 million. <laughs> I don't know if I would say $337,500 million. Yeah, anyway, they're going to get a substantial chunk of money. You know, not like some of the lawsuits that you hear about, class action lawsuits, and then well, what you end up with is like maybe $20, you know, or $15, or like in the Equifax breach situation, I think it was Equifax some couple of years ago, I ended up getting a, 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 a what do you call it? identity protection um, coverage and... Um, credit reporting coverage, you know, for free. Well, in this case, the updated email gave me the exact amounts, and I don't want to misquote the amounts, but I believe it was a couple of thousand dollars per person who was actually uh, terminated because they would not get the jab, the person who was discriminated against and terminated because they would not get the jab. And then there was... um, a lesser amount, a lesser amount, but still a, a decent chunk of money for those who took the jab because they were forced to. Okay, so this is this is a groundbreaking historical thing, and uh, what they say here is that back in October of 2021, Liberty Council sent a demand letter to North Shore on behalf of numerous healthcare workers who had sincere religious objections to the mandatory uh, policy. North Shore refused to do what was right, according to this. They they refused to abide. You know, it, you know that evil is prevalent when a healthcare facility doesn't care about health when a health care facility makes an overall decision like that not a case-by-case basis um our constitution grants us religious freedoms okay and forever and a day that has been protected on jobs here I am getting too involved in this. I'm getting too involved. I'm not going to be able to cover these other stories if I get overly involved in this. But that has been a right, of a protected right, okay? Religious exemptions have been given for significant days off. You know, if a person doesn't, if they worship on a Saturday or they worship on a Sunday or if they have a certain dress code, if they don't eat certain foods, just different things like that, okay? But no, 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 no. When COVID comes along, all of a sudden your religious beliefs don't matter and you're just supposed to bow. You're supposed to bow to what we say and you don't have no right. Well, it wasn't legal, 
it wasn't legal and it wasn't constitutional. And Liberty Council fought for these people. And what I love about Liberty Council is that they don't charge. They don't charge for their services, okay? Uh, They don't charge for their legal work. Instead, they rely on people like me and people like you to support their work. I actually tried to get them on here when I learned about them. Um, I think that was back in 2020. And um, I wasn't successful with that, but but I can understand why, because they have been involved in some major battles like this, and they have been successful in major battles like this. So I have continued to support them and continue to receive information from them um, because of my interest. I, I, I love the fact that... Um, I get this kind of news from them. You know, mainstream media is not willing to even report both sides of these issues. That's how you know when evil is involved. They should they should be unbiased unless there's an agenda. They should be telling you the pros and the cons. That's what informed consent used to be. Okay, you had to tell people the pros and the cons, not just what you want them to do. Okay, and let them make their own choices. So I thought that was like a awesome, glorious praise report. And and not only did they agree to compensate these employees, but they also, as part of this settlement said that they will change its unlawful no religious accommodations policy to make it consistent with the law and to provide religious accommodations in every position across its numerous facilities. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. So that, my friends, is an example of making a stand. It is an example of making a stand. And the Lord told me when all of this began, he said that everyone was going to have to make a stand during this season. And I applaud these people for making a stand. And I praise God for giving them the victory. It says the sources here are Doe 1 et al. versus North Shore University Health System, Liberty Council, July 29, 2022, if you want to look it up, okay? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I had to share that with our uh, ministry affiliates. I sent that out in an email. I think I posted it on our Facebook page. I wanted to give the Lord some praise. <laughs> All right, so story number two. This I received from uh, Liberty Christian, uh, I'm sorry, Liberty Council as well. And the title of this article was Pedophile to Marriage, Pedophile to Marriage Partner. Listen to the, just listen to the title. Pedophile to Marriage Partner. All right. 
more wickedness, more evil. This is this is something that the enemy is using individuals in government and leadership positions to fight for. Okay? It's being presented in the form of the HR 8404 bill. HR H404 bill. Okay? This is an opportunity for you to make a stand. Okay? Uh, whenever things like this come across my desk, so to speak, even though it's via email, I respond, I sign the petitions, I donate if I'm able to because I can't fight all these legal battles myself, but I will support someone else who can. This one says she was 14, he was 42, twice divorced, and a father of two. They were neighbors in a trailer park when Geneva's mom overheard a phone conversation between the two of them. A phone conversation between a 42-year-old man, twice divorced and a father of two, with a 14-year-old young lady. I am going to call her a young lady because she is 14, and though it may sound um, disturbing and alarming, biblically speaking, she is past the flower of her age if she has if she has started uh, the change, uh, the, the natural changes that occur in our bodies that determine when we become a man or a woman according to um, biblical perspectives are things like puberty. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give her that she is a young lady, um, but she's an immature young lady compared to this 42 year old man. The mother decides that the two must get married. Okay, back in the day, young couples did get married at 14, 15, uh, 16. Many many years ago in our nation, that was still something that happen and can happen. Uh, Youngsters were much more mature then. Their parents raised them to be more mature then. If there wasn't a drastic age difference, I think that they would be similarly um, compatible to each other. For example, a 16-year-old maybe and an 18-year-old, okay, or Something like that. To the break. Back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. 
who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Let me jump right back into this. I'm talking about making a stand, and I'm sharing a second story with you. Interesting that Chris mentioned in the commercial um, about my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, and he said, not just pedophiles. And this article is named Pedophile to Marriage Partner. So let me skip down a little bit. Um, Instead of reading these paragraphs, Basically, back on August 5th, the Senate, the U.S. Senate, was in session and they were scrambling to pass this H.R. 8408 bill, okay, under the guise of putting same-sex marriage into federal law, okay. Under the guise, this is interesting, a law under the guise of putting same-sex marriage into federal law. I thought that had already been done. I'm confused about the wording on that. But anyway, this is Geneva's story. Geneva says her mom was mentally ill, her stepfather was verbally and physically abusive, and when she was just 11 years old, she was molested by their landlord. Okay, her mother never believed her. The situation ended up going going to court, And that landlord was convicted. Uh, The landlord was convicted, and I think he got a hundred, and my article got cut off for some reason. I read it, but I think he got like 180 days. Okay. Um, It was then that Geneva's neighbor, John Malloy, the man she would be forced to marry started grooming her. Okay, so she already went through one horrific situation. She was already violated, basically uh, raped of her essence, raped, raped of her childhood, stripped of her childhood, her, her, you know, just, oh my goodness, just violated, poor baby. And then now the neighbor... Now the neighbor begins grooming her. 
He invites her inside. He tries to kiss her. She runs away. Um, uh, one day when she was especially lonely, 11 years old, I'm not surprised. She doesn't have a dad. She's got an abusive dad. She's got a mentally ill mother. She called him because he was making these advances at her, I'm sure. Um, the mother overheard the call, and the police got involved. Um this guy was arrested. Malloy was arrested for lewd sexual acts. Charges were dropped, though, at some point. The mother then decides that this neighbor should marry her daughter. Okay? It sounds like it was not necessarily mutual with the daughter, even though she did seem to reach out to him for some some kind of attention, because later on in the article it says that after four years she um, ran away from the marriage. But anyway, it says the mom tried to get her married several different times. She took her to California. The judge wouldn't do it. She took her to Nevada. Um, that didn't work because Geneva wasn't pregnant. I guess Nevada required that she had to be at least pregnant. Uh, finally, the 43-year-old Malloy borrowed an RV, drove with Geneva and her mom to Mississippi, where the laws allow 15-year-olds to marry with one's parents' approval. With one parent's approval, okay? I'm sure those laws were on the books because, like I said, years ago, teenagers, as we call them, were much more mature. They were raised to be more mature. They were. It was natural to go from from adult, uh, like basically, uh, what's the word? Childhood to adolescence. To go from childhood to go through puberty to adulthood. There was like no in between stage. Okay, you were a lad or a maiden, but you were a young man or young woman at that point, and you were raised and trained to be responsible. You were raised and trained to take upon your responsibilities to help the household out with chores, et cetera, to be, you know, you were really raised just totally different than how young people are raised now. Um, she fled her marriage after four years. So in spite of this, he says, Majority Senate Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, is fighting hard to pass the H.R. 8404, 8404, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. That's what they're calling it, people. This is where the deception comes in and why I call these things evil. The Respect for Marriage Act. It will not just punish, I'm sorry, it will not just push same-sex marriage onto all 50 states and territories, but it will also force them to recognize and honor the situation that Geneva was forced into, even in states that do not allow or recognize child marriages. So it's trying to expand it so that the states won't have a choice if your state does not recognize a child marriage, they want to make it possible. They want to make it possible, okay? 
if you, if you if this doesn't raise red flags for you then you are seriously seriously compromised you have some spiritual issues and you are in serious danger of losing your soul if this does not bother you okay it says the bill will enable a loophole for child pedophiles and abusers It'll give them a loophole. I said this years ago in one of my story uh, shows about fanning the flames. When you say yes to a one type of sin, like for example, you know, adultery, fornication, you open the door for more. You know, you open. Then the next thing it went from fornication and adultery became acceptable to same-sex unions became acceptable. I told people that they were going to start pushing for pedophilia next, and God knows, and God forbid, bestiality. Well, here we are, people. Here we are. They're looking for a loophole. The, The Senate is looking for ways to push perversion, Pedophilia Respect for Marriage Act. All right? They bypassed congressional hearings. They silenced any testimony and rushed the bill through on a shortened time frame. This was back on August 5th. Okay? Well, I got an update on August 8th regarding this same situation. And they expanded, I can't read all of it because I'm running out of time, but on August 8th, they said, what we've learned is shocking. And they said, what is happening now with little girls being abused in child bride marriages, if this bill passes, also will happen to little boys who will be married off to homosexual pedophiles. Come on, people. It's time to make a stand. It's past time to make a stand, okay? This H.R. 8404 will do more than just codify the Supreme Court ruling on marriage. It will enlarge, it will enlarge the scope of tragic child bride cases to include not only girls but boys, If a 50-year-old man, 45-year-old man decides he wants to be with a boy child and the parent is off spiritually, mentally depraved and says, I don't have a problem with it, that, that boy could be subject to the predator's wishes. Okay? They could be trapped in horrific, abusive situations for years, unable to run away, unable to get divorced, or obtain support or help out of the abuse. I am inviting you all to make a stand. What can we do? What can we do? We can certainly pray. We certainly should pray. 
The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. We can also put our money where our mouth is. We can put our money where our prayers are. We can support. We can donate to organizations like this. Okay? I support them. I'm thankful that they're doing the work that they are doing. Okay? Um, you can be a voice. You yourself can speak out, should speak out against these things in every opportunity that you are given, to do it according to Scripture, to do it not with hatred, without malice, but having your loins girt about with truth, okay? In other words, we have to become active. If you're not active yet, you need to become active. Go to libertycouncil.org. Go to libertycouncil.org if you want to support this cause. Go to libertycouncil.org, subscribe, donate, stay informed, inform others. This is not the time to have your head in the sand. Your babies can be next, okay? Your niece or nephew or your grandchild or your grandson Okay, come on, your cousin, somebody that you love could come fall prey to some of this wicked, evil, ungodly legislation that is that they're working on passing. We need to block this bill. We need to stand like those health care workers stood. Okay, um, there's more that I could say here, but I'm running out of time. Hope I've motivated you. Hope I've informed you. Hope and healing is what we offer. God bless. Until next time. Good night. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. 
Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com.